Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chad. Good morning, everyone. It is 6.07 and the roads, if you were just getting up and you're getting ready, uh, the roads significantly better than Much they better. were yesterday. So, um, not seeing any problems in traffic and, and there probably shouldn't be besides the normal ones. Um, because the road's dry this morning. Exactly. Everything, oh, it was one o'clock, by one o'clock in the afternoon yesterday, everything was much, much better. So, good. There, there, there was, there was the primer, there was the first lesson, now we move on and it's going to warm up a little bit, but we know it's going to get colder again. So, do you have an electric vehicle? How well does it work once we get into the cold as far as how long does it hold a charge, etc.? Yeah. That's been a big conversation that's been going on for a long time. People say, oh yeah, electric vehicles, it's a great idea until you get to Alberta in the dead of winter, then yeah. good luck. But as the conversation goes along, so does technology. It's keeping up. And I know that uh, the RCMP, they want to outfit, well, I guess their big, you know, pie-in-the-sky dream is to outfit uh, their entire fleet with electric vehicles. They're starting a pilot on the island, on, on Vancouver Island. They're starting with the Tesla. That's and then they're moving nice to the cars. Ford Mustang okay. <laughs> and also the electric F-150 for uh, police vehicles. So, and I I know this is a silly question, but I've never driven an electric vehicle before. Do they go fast? Can they go? In, There's some that can, that they can go pretty can fast. Scoot pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I do believe. All right. Well, lots of questions. Is this even possible? You know, I'm thinking Northern Manitoba. Can you? Mm. Can, is that, and and charging stations. Are there enough charging stations or, or to make sure it, that that he they're not you know in a pursuit and their car conks out? Like oh, <laughs> should have charged a little longer. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty unpredictable job being a police officer. So keep chasing the criminal, but I was out of battery <laughs> dunk, power. Dunk, 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 well, dunk. let's talk about the technology because and there, there's both the technology for the electric vehicles themselves. Mm-hmm. Then there's also the capacity to provide sufficient electricity should all of these vehicles end up getting transferred over to electric. Or is it all? Is it in a hybrid down the road? Daniel Breton is the president of Electric Mobility Canada. It's an industry association nationwide that advances electric transportation. Uh, so Daniel's joining us this morning. Just give us a little more perspective on this. How are you doing, Daniel? Doing great. How are you? Not too bad. I'm sure you've heard these conversations <laughs> just while we were going back and He's forth. He's probably yeah, laughing, going, these, good, these uh, people know nothing. <laughs> a bit. It's okay. A bit. <laughs> so where did, what did we, where did we go wrong? Well, actually, um, it's funny you should mention about, you know, you should talk about electric vehicles as police vehicles, because I have been personally helping uh, police corps in Quebec for the past couple of years transition to electric vehicles. And uh, what they have found was that the the vehicle itself was not the issue. Uh, Sometimes it would be the connection between the vehicle and the old police computer, because I mean they have all set up, you know, uh, to be uh, to be online to be able to to have the information needed, you know, to 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 stop people to give them tickets and everything. So that was I would say the main concern. It was really not the vehicle, and I mean those vehicles were tested in the dead of winter, minus twenty, minus twenty five, minus thirty. Uh, so uh, so I think that it's not going to be a big issue. Apart from places where they have to travel very long distances, 
So for now, I don't think that the problem is going to be about making sure that we install the right chargers at the right places and some areas where it's, you know, more remote. So this is this is going to be a challenge. But, I mean, the RCMP is not looking to change everything this year. So it's going to happen over a number of years, which means that we have time to adapt and plan ahead. I'm curious as to... Uh, uh, we keep saying it in absolutes, and lots of people look at it that way, but that's not what it is. So, for example, you could still have electric and fuel in combination, etc., but it's a move toward. What do you, when do you think that uh, we arrive at where a lot of people have been thinking we should arrive? Is it 10 years down the road? Is it 15? How long is this going to take? Well, I mean, if we're looking at the, the general fleet of light-duty vehicles, so... You have to think about the fact that since people keep their cars for 10 to 15 to even 20 years sometimes, it means the fleet of Canadian vehicles should be electrified by 2050. So it's not a thing that's going to happen between now and the next 12 years, 2035, because when um, gas vehicles and diesel vehicles stop being, stole, uh, stop being sold, they will still be a lot of gas and diesel vehicles on the road for the next 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. So this is not something that's going to happen as quickly as people think. Just to give you an example, in Norway right now, I mean, they're at 90% EV sales already. 90? 90%. And so what what that means is that their fleet is at approximately 27% now. So EV sales 90, EV fleet 20, 27%. So it, it's going to take a time, it's going to take a while before all the old fleet catches up to being electric. And during that time, the, the technology evolves so quickly. Just to give you an example, if you go back six years ago, I mean, the most, I would say, advanced electric car in 2017 was the Chevy Bolt, which is now considered to be lagging far behind what's now on the market, the newer vehicles. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you look at range, I I personally did a test with 25 different vehicles on an ice road in Quebec in February of 2022. On the same day, we had 22 different electric cars, and some of them really performed badly, and some of them were really good. So some of them had 10, 15, 20% loss in range, and some others at 50% loss in range. So, I mean, depending on the brand, depending on, on how advanced the technology is, how quickly you can recharge a vehicle in the winter with preconditioning, which is something new on the on the light duty vehicle electric ve- uh, the light duty electric vehicles. So, as things evolve, everything is getting a lot easier now than it was just five years ago. So, it's it's there's a big difference. So things are evolving so quickly that it's really hard to tell what's going to happen. But I can tell you that, keep in mind that 10 years ago, the average range of electric cars was 150 kilometers, and now it's 450 kilometers. What about the cost? Can you compare the cost? Already people on the text line talking about, you know, if this is you know, this is obviously coming out of the federal budget, it's the RCMP. Uh, can, you, can you talk about what sort of a fleet would well, cost or, or, or oh, it, where they're going right now? So, so, I mean, if we're talking about police cars, when you're talking about total cost of ownership, meaning, you know, price of vehicle, um, charging the vehicle versus fueling the vehicle, maintenance of the vehicle, 
it always ends up being cheaper when you have an electric vehicle than a gas vehicle. If you look at, if you talk about purchase costs, you have to keep in mind that in June of 2023 in Canada, the average selling price for a new light-duty vehicle was $66,000. At that price, you can find more than 40 different models that are available of either electric or plug-in hybrid electric vehicles that are sold at a lower price than the average selling price of a new light-duty vehicle. So there's a lot more choice than people think. Well, a lot more models than people think. But the different story is not that many, not that much supply of those electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles at dealerships. So that's a different story altogether. Uh, You know what? We have a bunch more questions for you, uh, but we need to take a quick commercial break. So can you hang on the line for a couple of seconds and we'll come back with you? Sure. No problem. Perfect. Daniel Breton is uh, with Electric Mobility Canada. We continue our chat next. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. We're going to go all the way Welcome back, everyone. 618. Mounties want to move to an electric fleet, but will that fly in cold temperatures? We're getting plugged in this morning with uh, Daniel Breton, the president of Electric Mobility Canada. Thanks for sticking with us, Daniel. Uh, One question, and maybe this is really naive uh, because I've never driven an electric vehicle. Um, Do they go at high speeds? Like, can they go as fast as as a normal police vehicle? Because obviously, when they're chasing uh, suspects, you know, they they will exceed the speed limit. <laughs> yeah, there's a chance. Uh, actually, uh, we did some track testing while I was training some, some police uh, policemen and women um, two years ago, mm-hmm. and um, the Mustang Mackie and the Tesla Model Three uh, left the gas vehicles in the dust. To be honest with you, so uh, speed with an electric car certainly isn't an issue at all and and that's the case for general electric vehicles i mean not just the ones that are made for be to be a police car but i mean pretty much every electric car when you compare it to a comparable gas car is always quicker off the line and has the speed for for people to be caught up really quickly uh, you're obviously a big fan of electric vehicles. It would be fairly clear <laughs> that that's the case. Kind of what he does. Uh, but, you know, sometimes in some cases, it, they're just not quite ready yet, but they will be. That's the plan. Now, my question, and a lot of people's question, is whether we have the electric, electricity capacity to charge all these mm-hmm. vehicles down the road. Now, just as technology changes, certainly our capacity could change, but it's a lot. We're having enough trouble right now. We get brownouts and that kind of thing and, and warning about surges. So how much does that technology have to change or how much does that capacity have to change for, for your vision to be realistic? Well, uh, actually, uh, we are having our annual conference in uh, November in Edmonton and uh, we have a utilities working group at EMC which which includes folks from uh, BC Hydro, SAS Power, Manitoba Hydro, Hydro-Quebec, OPG and all that. And uh, we will publish a report 
exactly to answer that question, to say that we have to plan ahead because there's going to be more and more electric vehicles, whether it's cars or trucks or buses. And uh, we do have to plan ahead. We will need more electricity. But what we found is that between now and 2050, most of the demand won't come from the cars. It will come from GDP, population growth, industry growth. So uh, we will need more electricity, obviously. I mean, um, you know the the energy regulator of canada has said that we might have to we may have to double our electricity production between now and 2050 um yeah but 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 evs are not going to be the issue so i mean i mean we will need to do that we will need to invest significantly in uh, electricity production and distribution uh, but this is stuff you have to keep in mind that on a, on a yearly basis, uh, utilities invest billions of dollars every year. So this is nothing new. They will have to invest probably approximately 20 to 50% more on a yearly basis, but it will have a significant impact on, on health, on GHG emissions, and obviously it's going to be more revenue for the utilities who are going to invest in making sure that people get enough electricity for their cars, for their homes, for their businesses. Daniel, so, uh, so, so this is something that, that is being planned right now by utilities. One last question. Are there enough chargers out there to, to increase the amount of EVs on the road? Because when I see one, I'm like, oh, look, cool. No, so I'm, no so it, there's it's, not enough chargers. Yeah. There's not enough chargers. We need to install more chargers. It's not as, it's not as bad as people think. Actually, you know, in a couple of days, we will unveil uh, a survey where we uh, ask Canadians, you know, how many chargers there are in Canada. There are more than... 20,000 public chargers now. But the government intends to install 10 times that amount by 2030, which is the target that's being, you know, right that's right now uh, on the on the screen, but honestly between us um, I would say that it really depends on the region. So if you are let's say in BC or in Quebec, things are going in the right direction. Other areas in Canada not so well. Saskatchewan for instance, it's more of a challenge because there hasn't been a lot of push from government, from the provincial government to install chargers. So this is an issue. And the other one I would say is the fact that you have to keep in mind that for regular folks, 80 to 90% of the charging happens at home. So to say that we need that many public chargers, when I was in Norway last year, what I saw is that they do have a lot of public chargers because they have a lot of electric cars. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, because they have pushed for people to install many chargers at home, there is not such a big need for people to charge on the road. So every morning when you wake up, your vehicle is charged. You can go and, you know, you do your daily errands. It's good for the day. Listen, 91% of Canadians drive 35 kilometers or less to go to work. 100%. So not a big issue. Daniel. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Daniel Breton is the president of Electric Mobility Canada, and in fact, uh, they're holding a conference here, as Daniel said. It takes place in Edmonton, November 14th to 17th at the JW Marriott downtown.